Ooh, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for bearing with us this week when we had some technical difficulties. This episode is going to be on the Zoom call. Uh, unfortunately, that's the best we can do for you this week. We had some technical difficulties with uh, some footage being ruined somehow. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, one and all, to episode 97 of Bro Mango. The phone number is 512-766-4646. You can call or text that number to participate in the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, tell a friend. Share this on your Facebook. Add it on your MySpace page. Whatever you want to do. Guys, if you want to become a VIP, you can donate as little as 99 cents a month, and we'll give you a shout-out every single week, just like Steven Ferreira, Mike Sucks Donkey Balls, Sean Gerling, and Big Daddy Pelly. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate that. Uh, you guys keep the show going. I'm joined today by my lovely, beautiful, and honestly, frankly today, sexy co-host, Billy Broder. Thank you so much, Blake. Dude, you're, you're you. so welcome, dude. You deserve it all. You deserve all of them. I'm gassing I, you up. I could not agree with you more. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm in the same shirt I wore last time. And that's okay. You're wearing a great shirt. I actually love that t-shirt. I just noticed it. That's a dude, great t-shirt. So I thrifted it. And I think that maybe we talked about it on the show before. But this is the sort of T-shirt that no one has ever paid for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one has ever. I'm, I'm the first. I'm the first asshole to ever buy this shirt because it's the sort of thing that you just get for free. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's sick. <laughs> it's a really cool shirt. The, the colors are great. I, I don't play the lottery. I don't even like gambling. Yeah. Like, 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 like. I, I personally choose to just not gamble with my money. You know what I mean? It's not because yeah. I'm like. What, if you want to gamble your money, I don't give a fuck, you know, but I'm not gambling my money, dude. I work, I work for that shit and I want it. I actually uh, was just thinking last night about a story you told me on the show of you having your phone set up to turn off when you fall asleep. And right before you fell asleep, they started playing you lottery ads and scratch ticket ads. And you were very suspect, you suspected that it was a sort of subliminal messaging campaign. Oh, okay. Yes. So what, what, what this was is Spotify is a sleep timer on their podcast, right? It's a very cool feature, but basically it knows like when you, when you set a sleep timer, it can assume that that 30 minutes before it goes off or five minutes before it goes off or whatever, you're, you're already asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, and I, I right before dude, it cut to ads. And it was like lottery ads. It was like, you could win big. Yeah. It could be you. <laughs> you could be the winner. Make you could millions. change your life. Yeah. I had um a similar thing where it's like my I have a roommate and my roommate will go to bed listening to videos, which doesn't bother me in the slightest because I do the same thing. We just play yeah. them off our phone. It's not like they're very loud and both of us are pretty deep sleepers. But the poor the, the thing that bothers me is he will fall asleep and his YouTube autoplay without fail every time will switch him over to Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson. And I don't usually have a problem with anything, but I just have to turn that off every time. Like I have yeah. to go over to his bedside table and turn it off because it's like, right. No, no offense, but it's like, I am not letting that into my subconscious. No, dude. Yeah. A hundred percent. You have to be careful with what you consume because when you're consuming st stuff like a podcast, you are kind of brainwashing yourself in one yeah. way or another. So you have to make sure you're taking good information because none of us are immune to being influenced by nonsense. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm going to I'm going to actually try to influence some people right now. If you're listening to the show, eat the greens on your strawberries. Hmm. I've never understood why people cut them off or take them off. They taste fine. They're full of good fiber. They're not and, bad. And, no, they're not bad at all. It that just doesn't, doesn't make taste any sense. Good. It doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste good. It's just green. You know, I don't I don't yeah, it just taste from the green. strawberry. What? It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. No. You bite it from the top like such. It just tastes like strawberry. Right. And then you've got added health benefits from the tasty greens. They do have a little cyanide in them. So don't eat too many. Do you eat, do you eat the apple cores? I don't really do that. I, I eat more of an apple than I think your average apple eater does. Mm -hmm. I leave less behind. If it's not an especially seedy apple, I'll just eat the whole thing. All that will be left is the stem, but I don't always do it. So our our beloved friend and no lunatic Christian Mills, um, he he used to eat the orange peels. 
Yeah, well, he's cracked. And James did that, too. Yeah, that eat, was a very weird phase. Yeah, they would eat clementines like they were fucking plums. Right. They would just eat them with the peel on, bite into them. And I tried that because I'm saying I'm I'm a big pro strawberry greens guy. I'll yeah, eat the core it, of the apple. Wait, waste not, want not. That's my line, though. I can't. I, I'll chew on orange or lemon peels once I've oh. eaten the once I've eaten the the fruit inside. I'll just kind of gnaw on them or or like yeah. scrape the white off with my teeth. But I can't just eat. I can't bite into the peel like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like nature has flavored the peel so poorly because we're not supposed to eat it. You know what I mean? Sure. It yeah. Literally, it literally, I feel like it literally tells your mouth, oh, not this. One time I was having, um, as we know, I have like stomach problems uh, as I take my pills to finish off my strawberries. One time I thought I would uh, jailbreak my body with a banana peel smoothie. That was my idea. So I put the banana peels in with the banana and I made a smoothie. Okay, and by jailbreak your body, you mean like like this is like a, a health life hack sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, I had like read online that it was good for you or that they were like full of delicious nutrients that you were supposed, not delicious, but nutrients that you could benefit from. It was yeah. just one of the grossest things I'd ever had. I also tried like a dill smoothie around the same time where I, I cut up a bunch of fresh dill and put it in with like cucumbers. Just two of the grossest things I've ever tasted. Being healthy sucks. I think banana pills are, I mean, I'm sorry. I think bananas, banana peels are good for your boners. Oh, interesting. Maybe I'll try again. Yeah. Is that why you did it? No, I didn't. I, it had nothing to do with that at the time. You, did, you didn't want stronger, harder erections? I wasn't thinking about it, but I mean, I think every man secretly desires that in a sense. Yeah, dude, I, I don't need it, but I, I kind of want to just take a boner pill just to see what happens. I want to see what it's really like. I think the culture around like blue chew, which we are not sponsored by, but we'll, you know, talk about. Um, I think I think the culture around blue chew is that, you know, like you, you've watched Steve O's show. Right. Well, st I, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that Steve O can't get a natural boner. Well, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt in my mind. That guy cannot get hard without a blue, without blue chew. He's, he says he can. But that's like his whole thing is like it's like I didn't want to take blue chew because i thought it would make me less of a man but then i realized it's just fun it's just so much fun like that's i was listening to him today interview yeah. uh cory taylor oh yeah i love that interview well, no it's it's a new one they just dropped one today oh they did another one yeah live oh, in I'll, person because the last one I'll was on zoom to, yeah, and dude cory taylor listen. is so cracked dude well he's I, it's funny i am um, i'm part of a I, i'd love to hear more of your thoughts on that but real quick i'm part of a album book club with some friends where we listen to new albums every week and someone uh, picks one every week. I picked Slipknot's debut Slipknot a few yeah. weeks back. And one of the things that um, now not, it wasn't super popular. Not a lot of people didn't really like it, but mm. there was a kid in the group with us who had heard it before and who liked, who liked it. And he and I got to talking and trying to explain to people that it's like, and I don't mean this. It might come across ruder than I mean, because I'm really appreciative of Corey Taylor for the art that he's put out in the world. But Corey Taylor is kind of a fucking moron. Like he's yeah. kind of like you don't <laughs> listen to his stuff and then think like, oh, what a great uh, smart writer, artist, uh, song maker. You're just like he's just really good at the other stuff. Really yeah. good. He is a really, really amazing voice. Amazing vocalist incredible yeah. stage presence just in general like a cool personality <clears throat> bless you yeah not not a great songwriter and or you know just like artist in general like the the artistry of it is all contained to those things rather yeah. than the ne necessarily the song making and if you want to if you want an insight into like what sort of like um goofy <laughs> goofy dipshit he's become uh, <laughs> you, his his solo act is called Corey motherfucking Taylor <laughs> CMFT and he's on the Steve-O podcast promoting his second second one and it's like it sucks it sucks and I yeah. love Corey Taylor I love Slipknot Slipknot's my favorite band my first favorite band and uh, yeah dude it, it's trash it's so bad and I like Stone Sour even and Stone Sour uh, just yeah. kind of like hard rock but dude yeah. the Corey, Corey motherfucking Taylor stuff is 
It's terrible. It's terrible. I will say, and I'm assuming this is what it is, and I could be dead wrong. I'm assuming this is what it is, though. I saw one clip one time. It changed the way I looked at Corey Taylor for the rest of my life. It was him (laughs) in a bookstore playing Stone Sour songs on the acoustic guitar alone, solo. And it was genuinely one of the worst performances of anything I'd ever seen. Really? And I love him. I'm I'm the same as you, Slipknot. We became friends because of Slipknot. Right. We've probably talked about it before, but I'll talk about it again. Like the reason we became close friends and not just people who knew each other was like, I turned to you and was like, dude, new Slipknot album's pretty good. And you were like, oh shit, yeah. And we talked about Slipknot and Marilyn Manson for the next few times we hung out. And then, bam, we were we were as close as you could be. Right. And like, I will always love Slipknot. Always. I mean, I even listen to the new stuff just to see how it's going. And it's like, not well is the answer every time. It, but- no, but I, to me, <laughs> I, I think it's solid. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Because there was there was a couple of projects where you're like, whoa, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. But but they um they've tapped back like I, after um once they got the new drummer, I feel like. The second new drummer or like the new drummer? The current drummer or the one before? Because there was, I I could be wrong. I feel like there was Joey Joey, Jorison and there was Jay Weinberg. Yeah, Jay Weinberg. Yeah. So did they replace him too? I think it's the last two albums is what I'm trying to trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. They they kind of returned to form. Like they kind of returned back to that, that, um, the Iowa sort of sound where for a while they're really going down like a um, an overproduced sort of like a Ben Sevenfold ghost sort of metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where it, it was just it was just almost like too polished and and too poppy. Yeah. Um, yes. But they've gone back to like the the much darker raw shit and I, and I and I like it. I don't like it as much as I like Iowa and in the, in the self-titled album in volume 3. We're talking about we're talking about the end so far. That one that one was all right. I know this yeah. has just become a Slipknot show now, but I don't honestly mind because the end so far was a decent album. It was all right. Is that what it was called? I can't even tell if that's Let's right. See. Yeah, I think that's what it was. This one was okay, is what I would say. It's, it was solid. Is That's how you put it. I feel like that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we are not your kind. Is that a single? No, that was an album. That was an album. That was the one that I think that was his first one. Uh, Jay Weinberg. That would yeah. have been his. I didn't oh, no. like the, the gray chapter. I didn't like the gray chapter. See, the gray chapter uh, was the one I'm mentioning like that. I got back. I got like into Slipknot into Slipknot with that album. And like I prior to that, I had like dabbled in Iowa and Slipknot, the album, mm-hmm. but the gray chapter. Wow. Just reading about it is crazy. That was the one that me and you connected on. I did yes, like it for a while. Yeah. But going I, back, I, it's like, it's like, that's not really a, uh, an era of Slipknot I'm into. Yeah. And I completely agree. Like in hindsight, it doesn't hit for me at all. Um, even the, even the devil and I, which was like the song that got me to be an actual Slipknot fan, like dedicated one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, even that one doesn't hit that hard, but what I liked about it was like the presentation and the theatrics. And that's always yeah. been a big part of what I love is the pageantry of it. And so right. it's like, you know, that's, and speaking of that, I know you are a, um, you dip your toes in, into the wrestling fandom and you recently oh, attended, yeah. you recently attended another wrestling show. Dude, How was so that? It was, it was amazing. So it was at, it was at a country club, right? That's awesome. And it was probably like maybe 50 to hundred people there. And the people we had standing tickets, but people yeah. in the front row didn't show up. So we took their seats. Oh, awesome. And dude, and we were at this fancy country club, dude. I ordered a, a like a $30 plate of salmon. <laughs> dude. Bro, and, that is sick. That is and so I, cool. And I ate it in the front row while people were getting body slammed. I'm gonna I'll throw up a picture right here of it all happening, dude. It was That's so, so funny. cool. It was do you amazing. have a picture. I mean, I shouldn't even be interrupting you with it, but do you have a picture of the salmon with the wrestling happening? Yes, I do. Oh, that's I do. so sick. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, it was, that's like such the an coolest. awesome experience. I've been to some indie wrestling shows. Uh, you know, we went to Little Mania together and all that. Uh, yeah. Little Mania was one of the more interesting venues I've seen wrestling in. That sounds even cool. I've seen wrestling venue wise. I could, I think I could name them all. 
the Joseph Case High School gym. That was the first place I ever saw live wrestling. Okay. Um, or actually, it might have been the the dunk might have been the first one. But one of those those two were the two first places. Little Mania, which was in a, a gaming facility, an arcade and tabletop yep. game place. And then um, the PLA or whatever it's called, the Providence. The, I'm sorry, the, the Fall River Police Authority League House, whatever that is, that building that's um, tucked away off. I think it's off. Um, well, my Fall River geography has gone to the wind living out here in L.A., yeah. but it's it's over there by the by the flags and by the by the state house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've become, you know, I think a lot of it because if I get like excited or something, it's very easy to put on the sort of Fall River accent to affect it and do it like synthetically. But I do think all the time I fantasize about moving to Fall River, living there for 10 years and dedicating myself to getting a thick as fuck Fall River accent and then going back out into the world as a more fully formed version of myself, like a truer version of myself. Yeah. <laughs> when I get mad, I, I I I drop some R's. I I I do a lot of um I do a lot of uh guy. Yeah. Bro. A lot of a lot of guy. Yeah. I, yeah, like my God. boss pissed me off, dude, and I called him bro during an argument. He's like, "I'm not your fucking bro." And I'm like, well, don't, "Don't piss me off, bro." <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Yeah, I. But um, I was watching. The reason wrestling I brought wrestling up is that I was watching this clip fan made this morning of there's been a really long storyline going on in WWE, and someone made a compilation of all of the sort of beats of it all of the various like mo- like the 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 big events of it over the last three years and they mm-hmm. put it to limp biscuits my way yeah um and and they were talking about Chocolate i don't stop it <laughs> in the hot dog flavored water <laughs> and they were talking about how it um <laughs> how it had um Limp Biscuit's so funny. Uh, They're so good. <laughs> speaking of, I was watching the uh, Woodstock 99 break stuff performance this week. And honestly, it's never it, Fred Durst is never more endearing than when he's doing that like little kid voice that he does, like the lamest voice in the world. I took a chainsaw. Skin your ass raw. <laughs> Chainsaw. Like, and it's just so crazy that that was the most popular thing going on at the time was yeah. this guy's whiny little boy voice right before. I'm going to break something tonight. <laughs> and, and like the, the corniest hot pump up lines. Like, yeah. Move oh, in yeah. now, move out. Hands up, now hands down. Back yeah, up, yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah. Tell me what you're going to do now. Like. <laughs> Meanwhile, five years later, Ludacris was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like fucking Ludacris, right? (laughs) I just spit all the fuck over myself, bro. Yes, it sounds just like Ludacris. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I just spit all over my desk. That is so fucking funny. I always wanted li- um not not li- <laughs> I always wanted Will Kilmore to cover um the, the ludicrous song. It's like get back, motherfucker! You don't know me like that. That's oh, a that's one. a great song. You I don't even know the title of that song, but that's a banger. You should. Cover I think it's that. called Get Back. It's pretty. Yeah, I mean, that that makes the most sense. You should you should cover that. That would be sick. We've tried. We all. I always think songs would be good when we cover them, and then they're not. Like, um. So we did uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys, right? And yeah. I, I wasn't, I felt okay with it going into it. After the show, it was definitely the weakest song from our set. Uh, and I was like, ah, guys, I don't know. Sabotage didn't go that good. And everyone was like, yeah, dude, no, it was good. That was fucking solid. That was sick. I, that, was, that was my favorite part, blah, 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 blah. I was singing along. They go to band practice the next day. And then I was like, yeah, guys, I don't know if I want to do Sabotage again. And the whole band was like, yeah, we never have to do that one again. <laughs> people like covers though like they people and people just enjoy hearing songs that they know within a set of originals that it, it's a it's a crowd pleasing thing to do right so it's like it there 
like I don't think people were lying to you. I think people just enjoy hearing songs they know, regardless of, you know. Right, right. And also people in the band are way more conscious of how we're doing for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Are, are we are we performing this better than we did at practice or worse than we did at practice? Exactly. Like, like exactly. we're all aware of that and no one in the audience is. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Very true. Very, very true. You have a um you have any interest in hearing about my dream this morning? Yeah, what happened? I, I just had a really fascinating dream. I, I, you know, it actually might not be, but there was a facet of it that I found to be really interesting. So you know how dreams, they're very often disconnected, and then it feels like almost your brain has connected them, has like sort of forced connections into them, where it's like, oh, I was in an arcade, and then I walked out of the arcade, and I was in high school, and then I walked out of high school, and I was at home, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. This one was fascinating because I was at like a gas station that also kind of looked like a golf clubhouse. But in the back were a lot of my friends from out here on like a little patio smoking and talking. So I could go back there at any point in the dream and just kind of chill. Mm -hmm. But then if I came back out, it was like I was running the gas pumps. And I was like watching the gas meter and there was this big fat guy who, who I've never seen before in my life who kept coming in to be like, hey, two dollars. You missed two dollars. We're losing money here. And me being like, oh, sorry, boss. Sorry. <laughs> and then, and then, like I'm not, I've never seen this guy. I didn't even know I worked there at first in the dream. Like as right. soon as he came in, it was like, oh, I work here. I didn't even know that was the rules. I didn't realize that's what was going on. <laughs> And then on top of all that, now I tried explaining this last night to a friend of mine, and I think I got it across, but this might sound really confusing. I, I don't want to predict, so I'm just going to say it. I have dreams sometimes that take place entirely in my phone. Like mm. they don't, I'm not like a person inside my phone. It's just that the reality of the dream is the rectangle of my phone. Okay. And it's especially it's obviously especially when I'm on my phone too much, because then as soon as I'm asleep, it's like my mind is just on phone view. And that was happening. And so there were texts. It was like I was looking at texts, but I, I didn't have a body. I just was, was like in the texts and I was finding out I, I had texted my Maran, my godmother, about like an anniversary. And then she had asked me if I could pick up her granddaughter for her. As like, oh, would you be able to do this? And I was like, and I had sent her this long, like, yes, of course, anything for you text. And then kept working at the gas station, kept going in the back and hanging out with my friends. We were talking and they, I don't remember why, but they kept implying that I was not going to be allowed to come to their Dungeons and Dragons event. And I kept uh -huh. trying to argue. I kept trying to argue that I should be allowed to come. People, all these people I know have never played Dungeons and Dragons, which made it funnier because in the dream, I knew that. And I was using that as evidence. I was like, you guys don't know how to play. It's not like you guys know how to fucking play. Let me come. That sort of thing. Uh, right. And and then I look down at my phone or like I'm back in the phone world again. And I realized that it's like two or three hours after I was supposed to pick up my great niece. My great, mm. my, my aunt's granddaughter. And I realize all of a sudden that if I want to, I can just wake up and escape this feeling. Like basically, like I don't have to be stressed about this anymore, about the gas, about going to the gym or the, the Dungeons and Dragons, about picking her up. And so I right. wake up and then I'm laying there in bed and I'm thinking to myself, fuck, I got to go. I got to get them to let me go to Dungeons and Dragons. I got to give that money back to my <laughs> boss. I got to go pick up Nora. If I don't go pick her up, I, I, she's waiting for me. I don't know. I'm going to be in so much trouble. And I'm like awake now and I'm thinking about it still. And I find that so like dreams are like so confusing that it's almost like whatever. I don't even try to think about them like right. the way they, they, you know, the way they operate. But I, I do find myself constantly thinking about the unconscious's ability to seep into your conscious and to wake up and still be thinking about a dream is so crazy. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've woken up from dreams and still thought that I was in it when I woke up and like, I'm just laying, I have to lay there for a couple of minutes and be like, okay, wait, that was just a dream. That was part of the yeah. dream. That was yeah. part of the dream. Yeah. Usually it's very relieving. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such a, it's such a weight off your chest. It's such a great yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I have very, very strange dreams. I have, dreams especially when i stopped smoking weed i have a lot of crazy dreams about monsters 
um and I'm, I'm fighting monsters or like demons or things like that and i uh they're like in my real life and yeah I, i'm i'm always like i'm like the chosen one like i have to i have to fight them and destroy them <laughs> you are the chosen one blake that's that's reality that, that's not a dream you are no the chosen dude one. i know this is my movie you guys are all just in it <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was telling my friend this last night and he talked about a recurring dream that he has or he had as a child always as a kid in his first childhood home, they had moved, but this is like, even when he moved, it would happen in his original home, I think is what he said. And every time, and he was talking about like, there were weeks at a time where this dream happened every night, every single night. He was having it so often. He would come downstairs, look to his left or whatever, and his parents would be in the TV room. And then he would look to his right and go into the kitchen. And every time he would trip and fall over in the same place. And then when he looked up, there would be like a slow lumbering monster coming towards him. And the monster, he wouldn't be able to move anymore. Right. You can't get up, of course. Yep. And the monster would scoop him up. And in some of the dreams, it would eat him. And then he'd wake up right as he was like being eaten. And he said, and this was the part that really blew my mind. Well, actually, first of all, he described one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life, which was there was one version of it where he looked up once and he could just see like 50 dining room tables spread out in a row. And the monster was going in between all of them, like moving in between each of them slowly coming That's towards crazy. him. Isn't that scary as fuck? That, that, I, I saw that in an A24 movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then he mentioned that at, he, he doesn't know if this is necessarily the last time, but he thinks it was where he had a thought. He was being picked up and eaten. And he had a thought which was like, I wonder what happens when I get eaten. And the monster mm. ate him and he stayed in the dream, went into his stomach and the stomach became an arcade. And then he never had the dream again. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's just an arcade. It's not that bad. Thinking <laughs> yeah, about monster yeah. actually is not that bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's a hilarious ending to all that, where it's like, yeah, you literally you, you, just, you actually just embraced it. You dove literally head first, you know, and, yeah. then, and you found out like, oh, it's. There, there was no there was no worse part of this. Like, it was just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have um, reoccurring dreams that, that the same Asian man was trying to kidnap me. Really? Yes. And, th and this is when I was very little. Right. So I, I didn't even like I, I hardly knew any Asian people. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah. was, it was very, very odd. It must have been someone I saw on TV or something, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I, I right. did know Jackie Chan from Disney movies. And, and I, I was it was it was Jackie Chan. Like I'm like 95 percent sure it was Jackie Chan. But like also who knows? This is my this is like my toddler brain recreating. Right, right, right. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. But like, it was, it was terrifying, dude. It, it was. So that sounds scary. so scary. Yeah, that sounds so scary as a kid. Right. I because I was a kid, not because it was Asian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you were a little child being kidnapped. <laughs> I, in hindsight, I think this was probably one of the more hysterical things my dad ever did. I, I find it so funny. But at the time, I was really angry with him. We were walking through a mall one time. And my dad kept trying to be like, Billy, don't lag behind because we can't see you if you're walking behind us. Like you have to like keep up. And I kept getting distracted and I was just looking at stuff. And I wasn't paying attention. And so my dad dipped behind one of the like mall maps that they have in the middle. Like yeah, the, the directory. And he dipped behind it, waited for me to pass and then kidnapped me. He just grabbed wow. me by the mouth and dragged me away. And I was Scared like, straight. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like turned me around. was like, see, you have to listen to me. And I was like, that's how I remember it. He might remember it differently, but I remember it worked. I stayed oh, right with parents. Him. Parents never remember how they traumatize you. Yeah, they facts. never remember. <laughs> How convenient. How fucking convenient. You don't you don't remember fucking, you know, <laughs> not even get into it. Regardless of if it was right, it's a funny move. It's a funny thing to do for sure. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. So my, I, I'm look. Yeah, what do you got? No, no, go, 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 go. No, go, I, go. I don't want to tell the story I was about to tell. Actually, I changed my mind. OK, fuck that story. That story sucks. It um, did. I was looking at my watch and it looked like it was almost draft time. Oh, dude. Yeah, we, we should do this. Let's so, run it. 
guys, what we're going to do right now is we're going to do a draft. All right. Um, we're going to going to draft um, movie f- franchises. Okay. Are we, yes. is it, so we're going to do a draft or a tier list. I think we should do a draft. So we'll go one after another, putting our okay. number one. And then or we could start with five if you want. That might be best. All right. Um, so we'll do like a like a heads or tails sort of thing. I yeah, guess. sure, sure. Heads or tails sort of thing. I've got a coin here if, if you if you yes. don't have one. On, on yeah, hand. I don't. OK. All right. I've got a coin in my hand. I've okay. got a beautiful American quarter made in Delaware, which is actually the rarer of the two. On the back here, we've got the Salt River Bay. Wonderful. Oh, beautiful. I don't even beautiful. know where that is. So you can call it. I'm going to flip it. OK, I'm going to call gonna heads. Pu- uh, you're going to call heads? Premature heads yep. call? Well, not premature, but preemptive and it is heads i don't even know if the camera can catch it because i'm not looking at my screen but you could take my word on it that you've got you've called heads and it is heads uh so you can go first now are we starting at one or five i'm still not sure on that whatever makes the Uh, most sense for you i think i think well i mean i'm I'm gonna go for one first i want i want it i won okay fair enough you you won my want my number one fair enough go for it Star Wars, baby. I'm taking it. I yeah, I could have predicted that. So I have a backup number one. Luckily, I have a backup number one. So I will. uh, I'm going to go Harry Potter. All right. Yeah, I feel I feel bad not going for certain other options, but Harry Potter just. It's it's like a perfect eight movies in a row, which is what's so incredible about it in the first place. But on top of that, it's like. We were just the perfect age with the perfect yeah. age. Yeah, we really were like it, we lucked out like right crazy. on target. Yeah, 100 percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you go ahead. You pick your number two. I've got Harry Potter locked in at my number one. All right. Um. Damn. All right. So now I, I got to be strategic, right? Because I want ones that that you might want. So I, I got to right. snag those things um, that I might that I might use. Yeah. I want I want Rocky. Ooh, number two, Rocky. Rocky. So it's like I, I had Rocky at five. I'm just gonna put it out there. So to see Harry Potter at five, I had Harry Potter. Wow, that's cracked. That's crazy. (laughs) I mean, Rocky is good. It's like Rocky. Rocky, in its very nature, doesn't really have stinkers. You know what I mean? That's like even the Ah. bad movies. Well, that's like even the bad movies are just Rocky movies. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like the, the bad Star Wars movies are horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. culturally, it does, it's irrelevant. But that Rocky's an interesting number two. It's like there's definitely an argument, especially with the Creed movies. Right. Which is included, which is. Included. Oh, yeah. It's all it's franchise. All so it's yeah. like, and that's the tough thing about putting Harry Potter at number one is that those Fantastic Beast movies are genuinely the worst movies I've you, ever seen. You have to take them with you, though. But they're coming with, but it's like they're not canon and they, they, they're they barely movies. So it's like you can just kind of tuck them away and say that they're completely overshadowed by how good Harry Potter itself is. I Absolutely. mean, it's like you, you picked Star Wars. Star Wars sucks now. Star Wars hey, is yeah. truly putting out some of the worst content made. Well, dude, hey, so I, I, I would agree with you, but I saw I saw the, the main battle right between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan from the Obi-Wan Kenobi yes. show, right? Yes, yes. And granted, disclaimer, I was on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> nearly cried. I nearly cried. <laughs> it was beautiful. I, I it, watched it tore that. Me to bits. It, it like destroyed me emotionally, dude, watching, I, watching them fight. I watched that whole series. That was like the only good part of it, genuinely. So it's like, yeah. don't seek out the rest of it. Don't. I like I promise you it's not worth it. You saw the I started only watching the first episode and I, I gave up on it. It's horrible. It's trash. It's the only thing I, I hated Andor and people talked about how Andor was like genuinely good television. They were wrong. They're dead wrong. It's a horrible <laughs> show. I could get into it, but it's not worth interrupting the draft for. Uh, Mandalorian be, was sick. Mandalorian was sick at first. It's sort of completely fallen apart, but I still I still watch. So who am I to say? I eat the slop. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, James, <laughs> our good friend James was the first one to say that to me. Or actually, it might have been Jake Davidson. Shout out to him. It was one of those two where I was complaining 
It was Jake Davidson. I was complaining about how the Star Wars shows are really bad. And he said, but it doesn't matter, does it, Piggy? You still eat the slop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> facts, it's so dude. true. It's so true. Um, because again, so- I was at the perfect age when those, when those, um, when the one, two, and three movies came out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just, perfect it just age. hit. And, and, and it is going to forever be part of my part, part of myself, you know, those, that franchise. <laughs> A good friend, um, a good friend of mine uh, of the show, Dave Silva, one of your great friends as well. One of our mm-hmm. uh, great guy, buddies that we know. He last time I saw him, we were hanging out. You might have even been there. You probably were. And he was talking about how the prequels as a little kid watching uh, Obi-Wan and <laughs> watching Obi-Wan and Anakin fight. He was just sitting there like, oh, my God, my mind is blown. And it was like, if you could bottle that and give it to George Lucas, he would OD on it in an instant. He would just yes. drink the whole thing. You know what dude, I mean? He, he literally would. Um, I mean, dude, that that the end of episode three is so good. I cannot tell you how many times it's just been pulled up on YouTube when the boys are chilling. I couldn't agree more. I've been there every time. Almost. Yeah. It's like you just toss it on. It's good every time. Yeah, it, it is really fucking good. It's just or like so, the the end of um the end of episode one. Even the Darth Maul battle is fucking awesome. Yeah, that, that shit is sick. That shit is really good. Genuinely really good. Uh, I have to lock in my number two. And I actually I have to thank you for picking Star Wars because it made it a lot easier for me to make my like I was very nervous about where I had Star Wars placed because I have a core memory of being introduced to Lord of the Rings for the first time. Mm -hmm. And my cousin Joanna, who showed me all the cool stuff, she got me into Star Wars. She, you know, facilitated me being into cool stuff. That was how I always saw it. I remember saying to her one time, I was walking into my back door. We were talking about, we had watched like the first Lord of the Rings or maybe the first two. And I was like, so these are the best movies ever, huh? These are just the best movies. And she legit, she gave me a slap on the back of the head and said, <laughs> you, we never disrespect Star Wars. Never. <laughs> so, and, and I was very nervous about having Star Wars uh, at number two. So now I don't even have to worry about it. I'm going to lock in Lord of the Rings as my number two. Uh, I'm a big fantasy guy. I love fantasy. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to fucking put it there. It's my number. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. That's my top two. I've never been able to get through a Lord of the Rings movie. That's on you, man. I'm not even going to get into that. It's like you're, you're just depriving yourself of a great tale. You can have it. So you have a number three or keep keep your secrets then. Keep your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for my number three. I think, uh, man, I went with Rocky, right? I went with Rocky because why did I? I like Rocky, right? I, I, it was it was a bold second choice, right? Very I don't know bold, if it was my actual second. I think I think it was more of a, of a strategic grab rather than a you an grabbed actual it. number two. You grabbed it for um, sure. So what I'm going to grab next with my third pick here is uh, the Marvel, the Marvel universe. That's huge. You can have it. I just got to snag that one. It. I just got to snag that one, dude. Didn't even have it on my list. I love them. I always enjoyed them, but there's it, something for everyone. Yeah, that, definitely. But they didn't connect with me, and they've fallen off such a steep cliff that I didn't even keep them on my list because they. It doesn't feel like they have the staying power that a lot of these things do. If I'm being honest. Well, there's a, there's an ebb and flow with a lot of it. I, I would true. say that they definitely have staying power, dude. They they have a giant giant community of fans. Um, of of all shapes and sizes and, and genders, dude. Like 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 like. That's true. You know, it, it's. It, I feel like it's maybe a little more common for maybe like. I mean, it, honestly, it's not even not, not even the thing now. But like, I feel like when we were little, it was more stereotypical for like boys to like the nerdy stuff. Yeah, but now That's it's out literally the everyone. That's my yeah. My parents love it, dude. My sisters yeah. love it. Girls, yeah. I I I match with girls on Tinder who are like. Marvel's everything to me. If you can, if we can't talk about Marvel movies, then I don't know what we can talk about. You know, true, like true. So it, it, it's there's a lot of people like that. That's facts. I mean, that's very true. That's very true. So just for that alone, maybe it's not my favorite, but it is one of the greatest. And that's what this is about: is assembling the greatest team of movie franchises. And right now, I have nothing but excellence. And Billy, what is your third pick? I think this one might cut, catch you off guard. I'm very confident in this, though. I'm going to put Twilight at number three. Fuck you, dude. I'm going to put Twilight at number three. And I'm like so bad. Yeah, it's mine. You, you can't have it. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I love them, dude. I yeah, love them. I love them, too. Team Jacob all the way. Um, oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Edward was such a fucking loser. 
Yeah, Edward did not treat her right. That's just at the end of the day, that's just how it went. And I mean, he wasn't as know, good looking. Didn't no. treat her nicely. Was creepy. Yeah, he, he wasn't there when he needed to be. Jacob nope. was there the whole time. Jacob was there always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Well, not in the first book where he didn't exist. But you know what I mean? <laughs> he might have been in the first book. He might have. Yeah, been, he, he's not a main character. He's like a side he was, character. He was. I forgot about yeah. that. I think I think he's mentioned. I think they're mentioned. But um, or no, I, I don't know about that. I'd have to look back at it. But I've got it at number three. It was hovering at number four only because I had a feeling you might. Uh, Fuck you, dude. I wanted that one. I'm very but happy. I, I took it. I did go for the throw. I did go for the throat when I took Marvel. Exactly. So. And Star Wars. You took Marvel and Star Wars. So I know. It's like you've Crazy. Got, you've got a powerful list for sure. You've got a powerful list. All right. Well, then I think my next one is going to have to be. Indiana Jones. Take Indiana it. Indiana Jones. Take it, brother. I got into Indiana Jones this year, so I don't have the nostalgia. I watched all of them this year, so don't have the nostalgia attached to it. Actually, I love telling the story. Stop me if you've heard it before, but as a very little kid, third grade, I was hanging out at my neighbor's house and he had Indiana Jones's pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the toy pistol. And he's and I was like, where is this from? And he said, Indiana Jones. And I thought he had said Injun Joe, which is a character from Mark Twain's Huckleberry. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Huckleberry. No, it, it might be for. I think it's from Huck. No. It's not. It's Tom Sawyer. It's a character in Tom Sawyer. And I had just read Tom Sawyer. So I assumed, oh, every kid must read Tom Sawyer. And so I was like, yeah, Injun Joe. And I remember saying, yeah, you know that scene in the cave? And that just fits both so perfectly. Right. He was like, yeah, I love that scene. And we talked all day about it until eventually it clicked with us that we were talking about different characters. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then he explained to me Indiana Jones. And I was like, oh, I've never seen those. And he was like, what? What? The- you thought I was talking about Tom Sawyer? <laughs> <laughs> but those are great movies. Do you have a favorite? We'll interrupt real quickly to see Temple if we have Doom. the same favorite. Temple Decent pick. I-, I like I like Last Crusade the most. That's the one I've seen the least. I watched the three in a row. That's the third one, right? I'm not crazy. Yep. Yeah. The third one by far was my favorite without question. I fucking Loved that movie. I thought it was perfect. And the first two watch are it again. Great. The first two are great. They're really good. But that that third one was like a banger every second. Dude, well, I just watched I just watched them again. Uh one and two again. And dude, I was I was just blown away because it, it's crazy for something like that to have such staying power when everyone's attention span and taste has completely changed. Yeah. I watched so many things I used to think were awesome and they suck now, you know, yeah. and there's, and there's a lot of old movies that, that I've watched. And it'll happen I've, quickly too. Yeah. You can watch it one year and then the next year you try to watch it and it's like, Oh, this sucks. Dude. Hot take. You want to know what's not funny anymore? Step brothers. Ooh, I see. It's like, you're asking the wrong guy. Cause that was not, I was always an, uh, the other guys fan. And I felt like I had that. I like that one. I felt like they were competing in my mind. So I never I loved Step Brothers. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's it's it, it. I think for me, Step Brothers will always be funny because of certain scenes. Like there are certain things that are just inherently funny. It has about a lot of it. iconic stuff in there. Yeah. But it's like overall, I, I don't think Anchorman is all that funny, if I'm being honest. Mm. The Anchorman would be my hot take one. And I think that's not even that hot, but it, it doesn't compete with me. It doesn't compete for me with. Ricky Bobby, the other guys, even Step Brothers, like it's beneath all of those for me. Okay, fair, so fair. My, my number four, and the only reason I even have it this low is that I was pretty confident I didn't have to worry about you taking it because when I mentioned it as part of our pull, pull list, you seemed aghast that I had even considered it. But Pirates of the Caribbean locked in at number four, one of the great movie franchises like Harry Potter. It takes the baggage of some of those terrible movies that are with it. But that first one is so iconic. That second one is one of the great cinematic endings ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And the third one hits. It's, a, you know, the Pirate Council, Keith Richards, all that stuff is good. So it's like, it, are they perfect? No. Is the tribal stuff a little fucking outdated for the year it came out? Absolutely. But still, it's like, those are great movies. 
I don't dislike those movies, but I, I, I really like what I like about them is the theme, obviously pirates. I, I haven't seen a lot of pirate movies and the scale. The yeah. scale's phenomenal. Um, they're, they're massive and they're very cool. Um, super, super, super cool movies, but it's never been something I, I'm like, oh, I want to watch this right now. You know, See, that, mean? that's where that's where I just cannot connect with you at all. I, on New Year's, where we hung out, I was like pushing for um, us to watch uh, Black Pearl so hard at like three in the morning. And we ended up throwing <laughs> it on. And I think you fell asleep because you have. It no sounds taste. about right. Sounds about I right. I think you fell asleep. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and secure my my list here with my fifth. And I'm going to choose because I've wanted to be a spy my entire life. Mission Impossible. Decent. Decent. I mean, my uh, great friend of mine, Evan, that you've met, has been watching all those movies for the first time. And I've been impressed at how much they've hooked him because I've never really seen any of those. I've never considered like I I get it, but I just didn't. It wasn't ever for me. I just they never clocked for me as like something to watch. But the clips that I've seen have been awesome, like truly awesome. Dude, they're just cool as fuck. Like they have really, really cool gadgets and these crazy plots. And like it's and a lot of times, you know, in a spy movie, a lot of times the mission, it's kind of like a heist movie sort of format where it's like, this is the plan, you know, and like and it's like, here we go. And then they go to execute it and something goes wrong and there's a big fight at the end and these these crazy stunts. And Tom Cruise does a lot of his own stunts. You know what I mean? It, 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 there's like all these different levels to it, which makes it like just so um just so cool it's just so cool i've just never seen a full one i've never sat down and watched a full one so i definitely four, wouldn't have dude, had it. watch four is that the philip seymour hoffman one no that's that three? three yeah i've seen the most of any of them i've seen is three and, and all of it was cool everything i was seeing was awesome so it's like i it, on that alone i would want to watch i'll probably watch four at some point you should watch but, um, ghost protocol that's four dude and it's fucking amazing i am less confident about my next pick than I would like to be. I feel almost like maybe I should pull a last second audible and pick something else that I like more, but just because of its iconic nature, the fact that it, you know, kind of took over culture in a weird, in a weird way. And like, just in general, how much it means to me, I'm going to go Shrek. I'm going to lock in Shrek at yeah. number five. I'm going to lock it in. And the, the only thing honorable mention Fast and the Furious, because I like those movies probably more than I like. I like more of those movies than I like things with Shrek. But ah. Shrek definitely had a bigger impact. The thing is, is Shrek 2 is like the perfect movie. Yeah, like it's, genuinely, it's it genuinely it's like the perfect movie. So it's like it's hard to, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, actually, something's just struck me. You said we couldn't do the Bourne movies and yet you pick Mission Impossible. What's different about them? Just the amount of movies that they have, like franchise versus trilogy. Uh, well, so I, I, I consider this more of a franchise because it has taken place over a much longer time. Yeah. I think the first Fair one enough. came out in the, in the 90s and, and they're on like eight right now. You know what I mean? They're still yeah. making them. You um, know, it's interesting. Where, it's like where the born. There was like three. They basically all came out in the same, you know, in like five years or whatever. And yeah. there was actually a spinoff. There was actually a spinoff. So Maybe maybe me saying that that's not valid isn't valid. You know, I, I have a tough time not seeing Jurassic Park on either of these lists because those are I, those I don't are care about those movies. movies. I never have. I do. I definitely do. I definitely care about those movies. I, I It, it kind of breaks my heart that I didn't get a chance to get them on there. But I guess Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park, those are my honorable mentions. I want them on there. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I think I would have put on if they had like one more spinoff. You know what I mean? No, dude, no. <laughs> I've never seen any of those movies. You know what? You know what? Uh, I'm going to give a dishonorable mention. Yeah. The, t the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm not going to argue with that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't throw any shade on that well, if it were me. No, I, that, that is actually as we as you probably remember, Billy, I hate Tim Allen. Yeah, you don't like him, <laughs> um, but I, I actually do like the first two. Yeah, the first and, two are really and, good. I like and the first three two is batshit. Three is batshit. It's crazy. It's a crazy well, movie. I actually don't dislike that one either, but I don't I don't like Tim Allen. Um, I find him stressful, just like I find um, and, and I, I love someone who I love, too. I love Ben Stiller. He's so talented. He's so funny. Dude, I, I hate his movies. He's so stressful <laughs> to me. He gives me anxiety like like you wouldn't believe. I like when he's serious. 
Okay. Yeah. But 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 when he's like when he's like the butt of the joke and he's going through some shitty experience, like he's zipping up his penis in the fucking suit or whatever, and something about Mary, dude, I can't help but identify with him, maybe. And it's just like it just makes me so uncomfortable. And he's always he's always just getting the short end of the stick. He's always getting fucked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's always getting broken up with uh, with some circumstances, getting cheated on, zipping up his penis, dude. This guy can't win. Robert De Niro is a stepdad, like or not stepdad, a uh, father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah, yeah. Those are great movies. Those are great movies too. Oh, wait a second, because I might have to change my final, my number five. Would okay. you count? Would what you, you count the Medea? Cinematic universe as a franchise, a hundred percent. Okay, Medea. I'm putting Medea over. I mean, I, I honestly hadn't even considered it, but I think I might throw. I mean, God, I might have to redo my whole list if Medea. We both on have the an table. MCU now. We both have an MCU. Yeah, that's true. We do have an MCU. <laughs> I'll just replace Medea with. I'll replace Shrek with Medea. There which we go. Every everyone should do in their hearts. Imagine if the place that Shrek took in culture had been taken by Medea. It's like they're not and, and super Medea dissimilar. Raves. Yeah, Medea raves, people showing up as Medea characters as Joe Brown and all that. <laughs> and, and and instead of Shrek having Shrek ears on your desk right now, is that his you name? have you have Medea glasses. Well, you basically have Medea glasses, actually. I do kind of have Medea glasses. Yeah, <laughs> I remember my dad showed me a Diary of a Mad Black Woman as a really little kid which is not a full Medea movie, but it's like, it's part of the cinematic universe. And Medea, to this day, one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen is Medea showing up when they're going to get, she's going to get a divorce. And Medea's mm -hmm. like, as far as I see it, half of everything is yours. And she chainsaws the couch in half. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I got to I got to check those out. I absolutely have to check those out. Shrek 2, perfect movie. Unfortunately, is eclipsed by Medea, just just the the force that is Medea. The movies, the movies are fucking funny, man. They're so funny. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I've seen clips. You've sent clips of the group chat out with no yeah. context, and they're still funny. <laughs> yeah, Medea's. I, I I don't know if she's necessarily worth putting above. I'm saying she like she's a fucking living human being. Like we're talking about her like she exists. <laughs> I mean, I guess in some sense she does exist, regardless of if she's a living being. But yeah, I, I I have a tough time making decisions in general. I fired this list off right before we started, as as did you, even though we had a pull list. Uh, I guess I'll keep Medea off it because Medea was not in the pull list, but she is the true honorable mention because she's the only thing that I would replace any of my picks with. And then we would both have our MCUs and all is balanced like yep. Medea wanted in, in Infinity Endgame or whatever the fuck. If you had first pick, would you have taken Star Wars? I, I, I'm telling you right now, it would have been a total game time decision. I had, I had Harry Potter and Star Wars both on the list with like an arrow pointing at, at each other, but Harry right, Potter like it could go either way. Harry Potter was at number one because I felt like you were probably going to pick star Wars. And I felt like Harry getting Harry Potter first was more important for me than, but I have two lists that I wrote. I, I wrote the Harry Potter one. And then I wrote one with star Wars at number one. Mm -hmm. And I threw that out. Cause I was like, no, I'll just go with my first thought. Harry Potter is one of the few things that you could consider fantasy that I uh, that I did get into. That's pretty much it, though. Yeah, fair enough. It's like there's such a strict realism to the world. It's like it's supposed to exist in the real world versus most fantasy, which is its own universe. You know, you know what you know what the, the thing about these, which is epic. And it, it, I think every single thing that we mentioned um, includes this trope. It's the normal person realizing that they're the chosen one. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 absolutely. Like Luke in Star Wars, Rocky, um, every superhero in Marvel. Uh, I know it's maybe, literally it's literally all of them. It's all. Yeah. Of them. Twilight, you have Bella. Pirates, you have Will Turner. Mm -hmm. Shrek, you have um, Shrek is kind of right. like, you know, the average normal. Right. And he saves a princess. Yeah, kills exactly. a Or doesn't kill a dragon. Donkey fucks a dragon. I think the only one might Where's be that Ethan Hunt. <laughs> that definitely exists. You want me to send you well, some? Well, in in the Mission Impossible franchise, yeah, please. In the Mission Impossible franchise, Ethan Hunt is the best of the best. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is he is the chosen he one. Always but he always is, though. Yeah, there is no there is no origin yeah. story. Yeah, but in some sense, he does as a spy. He pretends to be a normal person. So there's kind of an inverse of. It. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So Billy's going to send me some donkey dragon porn. And uh, and I think I'm going to close the show so, so I can um not ew, touch myself. Ew, for this. All right. Ew, and <laughs> ew. Oh, my God. Ew. The send it in the group chat. I saw was so gross. Send it in the group no, chat. I'm not even sending, the first thing I saw was too gross. I'm not even sending it. I'm going to find something <laughs> better. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in to episode 97 of the show. The phone number is 512-766-4646. Please call or text us. We would love that. We would love to respond to you. Stay safe and have a laugh. Please have a laugh. Ew. Ew. Oh, my God. Oh, this one's funny as fuck. It's, wait. Is she making... Is, his, is her tongue coming out of his asshole? I think so. Yeah, I think it's coming out of his ass. Or is he prolapsing? It's wrapped around his dick or something. Oh my god, dude! Here's the first one I saw. This one is like not funny at all. It's just not funny at all. It's just gross. <laughs> oh, here's a great one. Here's a the dragussi. The dragussi. The dragussi. I really like this one. This one's actually mad funny. <laughs> I can't wait for Nate to see these, dude. Yeah, Nate's going to pop in and be like, guys, what the fuck? Damn, thanks for that. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's do the post show. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm... Ch- Greetings. Welcome to the Bromingo Post Show. I'm your host, Billy Brodeur. Here today, joining me is a controversial figure, a man that many hold various opinions on, but he's in the studio today, and he's willing to share with us his own thoughts on what has made him such a didactic character in the American lexicon. Blake Rakowski, uh, what's your middle name? Uh, First of all, Billy, it's great to be here. Um, second of all, my middle name is Joseph. It is Joseph. Okay, good. I, I couldn't remember if it was Joseph or if you had taken your father's middle na- name as your middle name. I wasn't sure. Joseph, nice, good Catholic name. I appreciate that. Now, my good friend, I only have one question for you today. Of the four donkey porn pictures that I have sent you, which one do you think you could jerk off to the fastest? Um. So... This, I'm actually not even sure what's happening in this one. Um, the final seems, one, number yeah, four. There's a donkey, there's a Shrek, but there's also a human. It would look like, right? There, it does appear that way, doesn't it? Now I see. Is it Fiona? Um, Fiona with a cock. It would, right? No, I think that's donkey's cock. I think donkey's cock in. Fi- all right, yeah, so that this is, is, a, this is then I'm going to say this, that's a contender. I'm going to say this is a, is a contender officially. Oh, the the photo of a donkey fucking a woman, that's the contender. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. contender. Um, yeah, interesting. I really do like I really do like this first one. Um, the first one where, was good. There's a reason I sent that one first. Originally, I was only going to send that one. It's pretty funny. It looks like the dragon is sticking the tongue fully through the donkey's body to the point where it actually comes out of his asshole. Or yeah, and then and then back out. Yeah, she just yeah. has so much pressure on him that he's prolapsing. Um, something like that for sure. Something like that. Yeah, but I gotta be honest, dude. With this third one, that oh the the, 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 the one that grossed me out. out so much, I almost the, didn't send it. <laughs> the the the, the is out, dude. And honestly, it just looks. You like- know what? I I really resent in the second one that they've done an anatomical donkey penis. Like, just put a fucking human dick on it, please. Right. I do they not want to see a horse. They cock. gave it they gave it a horse cock, which I do yeah. not appreciate. And they gave him human abs and a horse cock. It's like, I don't I don't fucking need that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've already made the dragon donkey sized. You don't need to fucking play around with reality there. So you're really saying that the, the, the third one grossed you out more than the fourth one. No, the fourth one's funnier. It's the third one's just a human vagina drawn on dragon. That just makes it fucking hard to 
you know, it's gross. It, do, it does make it hard. I mean, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Billy, I'm so glad that you found this. I'm so glad that you found yeah, this. Yeah. And, and, and anyone listening can find them themselves. Just look up donkey porn. Uh, you won't find anything else. That's all you'll find is good old fashioned cartoon fun. Uh, thank you so much for coming into the studio today, Blake. It means the world to us here at NBC. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we love having you and we hope to see you again soon. Great. That was the Bromingo Post Show. Stay safe. Have a laugh. Join us next week where we'll be talking to Angela Merkel.